This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today, of course, is Hans, who has a bunch of scrapes and bruises all over his, his, his dome. He got into a fight right before the show tonight. Who are you fighting again? Jerry, again? What happened? Yeah, threw a coffee at him and he got upset. No, Jerry's, fucking Jerry's like... staying at your place in Costa Rica, <laughs> snuggling? He's in the back, yeah, he put a, a bag of edibles and we fought. No, just fucking mosquitoes that I scratch and I forget that I'm bald. It looks stupid. But this one, I, I, uh, I've been shaving my head with a single blade blade. Uh, so that one, I just heard the... the and I was like, oh, that's uh, that's going to hurt later. So that's a, a little great line there. It's just it's very attractive. I look like a crackhead. Are you sure you didn't like murder a woman or somebody and this is you getting ahead of why you have scrapes and bruises all over your head? No. It's like, no, I, I wasn't from being attacked back. It wasn't her trying to hit me in the head with a pipe so she could defend herself. It's, I got, I just hit my head on a doorway. It's a mosquito bite. I said yeah. it on this show. This show said, look, there's evidence of me saying it was a mosquito months ago, okay? It's not a, the scratch mark is my cat. Uh, it's got giant paws. And, and, that, uh, the cat the- that has never been seen on camera. Just that creepy cat portrait you have in the background, in the background. for every episode <laughs> it feels like a Rocco's modern life or Ren and Stimpy just background element that doesn't that make some, any sense just yeah there. that's just yeah. some artist was bored that day and threw it in the background that's what it feels like on every episode hey we're talking about a great auteur tonight a blacklisted auteur uh, we're talking about Dennis Hopper once again we've already spoken about Easy Rider we've talked about I feel like we've definitely talked about him more than just that Easy Rider show Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know what the uh, context would be necessarily. Maybe were we talking about Mario Brothers, the movie? Something along well, we those lines. Well, we had an episode that where we talked about, uh, what, New Hollywood briefly, I think? Yeah. Maybe. I don't um, know. There's so many streams and, like, one-off things that I've done in series and, and all sorts of stuff where we've covered New Hollywood, the birth of New Hollywood. But I don't think it's ever been a proper show at any point. We haven't done yeah. a show on uh, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, the, the book or the documentary. We've only ever covered Easy Rider, and that was a couple of weeks ago, which is kind of, you know, I felt like the timing of that show was two years too late. I feel like the big moment to get into all that was back in late 2019, early 2020. But we just we just don't really we do have an emphasis on blockbusters and uh, I mean it, this show's title certainly lives up to the content of the show I guess we do cover a bunch of sh- well should we cover Morbius do you have any interest in seeing no. Morbius no not at all uh, I don't trust it when uh, Marvel movies come out with positive reviews uh, but if they come out with negative reviews you know it's really terrible uh, so I'm. I don't know. I don't really have any any interest. See, I, I think that's all misleading. And I'll tell you why. I think... So Disney and the press have like a union like that, mm-hmm. right? And this is not a Disney movie. This is a Sony movie. Sony, yeah. And they know that the, the recent Marvel movies haven't been up to snuff. People haven't been as excited about them because of the Eternals being a dud, Shang-Chi being... Like, even though that was a big hit, you know, it doesn't have that same kind it. of right. It, it it doesn't have yeah. the sticking power that an Iron Man or or any of the Spider Man. They had the Spider Man film, and that was half Sony. That was because of Sony, because it was all the older yeah. Sony films. So they know that they have to have uh, some sort of scapegoat. 
So you've seen all these articles about, oh, uh, it's the lowest rated Marvel movie yet. But it's technically not theirs. They're not getting any blowback. They only have things to gain from it because it's going to make Sony look incompetent. Even though they've had two successful Venom films, even though the second one was not that entertaining. Uh, they had Into the Spider-Verse. And they've had these Tom Holland Spider-Man films. But they, they know that there's more to gain from this being a colossal failure critically and financially. Although I think it's done fine financially. Yeah. It's technically uh, not, not performing poorly. That could drop off in the weeks to come. Who, who's to say? I, I'm also uh, aware of the fact that they cut out a bunch of Spider-Man elements from the movie. Right where you were supposed to see Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man as graffiti in some alley, and they removed that. Michael Keaton as the Vulture from the Tom Holland Spider-Man films is right. not to be found except in the post-credit sequence, which, weirdly, the week before that came out, people were already talking about, oh, test screening was done. This is the worst Marvel post-credits uh, scene ever, which I found very suspicious, and especially when you read right. the descriptions. It's just like... How is that different from anything else? It's you get a cool supervillain. How is that bad? Maybe it doesn't make sense, but how is it bad? So it just seems very loaded. Yeah, I just, I think it's going to take something great for me to go back into being interested in anything superhero related. The Batman one, I watch it more because every every time something Batman related comes out, it's more of an event than anything else. So you know that everyone... Uh, around uh across uh fandoms or across you know uh movie enjoying people are going to be talking about it so that's I why i watched it enjoying people but yeah <laughs> but uh this one i just uh, like i i watched what like th- three quarters of the second venom because i fell asleep like five times yeah uh, you watching did. You it fell asleep bit. you woke up i think right at the very end right when venom yeah, was yeah. to see spider-man yeah yeah, and uh, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't care uh, at all anymore. So, and also, it's a character that I was ne- I was never really interested in. Um, uh, even when you know with the Spider Man animated movie. Oh, don't whatever, tell me so. you're pulling that now. I never even liked Venom. Venom was never no, no, my favorite. Morbius. Oh, Mor- no, Morbius. Yeah, Morbius always yeah. sucked. I hated Morbius. Yeah. So Morbius cares? was a lot like uh, like the Water Man you know, that they'd have on that show, or or just one of these C-list villains. Yeah. He could have been interesting, maybe, if you had Blade, if you brought back Wesley Snipes as Blade and just threw him in with that spot. I don't know. But Morbius on his own? Or not the main, Jared Leto? You gotta uh, care about his... Who cares? Make him a villain if you want to use him, you know? Mm-hmm. No, who cares about his story? Right. Yeah, I don't know. And there's also nothing really interesting about it. It's just a guy that was a cripple and then experimented with vampire DNA or whatever and then became a vampire or something like that. And Who cares? It's the same as the lizard. It's the same as any one of these, the Incredible Hulk, but he's just a vampire. It's just their way of bringing vampires into the spider universe or whatever. Anyway, uh, have you heard about the, uh, the test screenings that have been conducted over this new Flash movie? No. Have you? I heard about him getting arrested though, right? Oh, Ezra Miller! Ah, he he just can't <laughs> behave himself. He mm-hmm. so he got he got he, someone called the police on him for behaving in a manner which was unruly during karaoke night because he was drinking and taking drugs and harassing people. But then he pulled a Casey Affleck and wandered into some couple's hotel room 
I think the same night and they also called the cops. So he's, uh, he's, he's not a good fella. He looks a lot like Morbius. If you've ever seen his, his whole look, the queer look, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, that vampire look from 2002. Can we just, you want to pull up a photo of Ezra Miller? Sure. To, this is, I want to show you the photo that came with this headline that I saw because it painted him to look like Jim Carrey in Once Bitten. If you remember that film from the 80s, uh, he looks like a creep. He looks like one of these weird, yes, I dress up as a vampire and kill people and masturbate from it. That's what how he looks. I think they're going to toss him out after this Flash movie. Seems like the, <laughs> it seems like the perfect... There, there he is. Yeah. Um, seems like they're going to toss him aside. Which one? Which... It's the one with the, the lipstick and the pale face and the oh. necklace. <laughs> what a freak. Get him away from these Flash movies. Why is he in kids' movies? Well, what that's, a weird that's, guy. That's the other thing, right? That's still uh, Disney, so... They're no, gonna... that's Warner Brothers. Disney. I'm oh, wrong. is it... Yeah, so Warner Brothers—they don't give a fuck. They'll—they'll they'll get yeah. rid of you mid-movie, as we've seen with them. They don't really care. But he's got—you know—his thing is, and the reason why he didn't get fired before for choke slamming that girl is because he's wrapped up in a in bunch of multiple, multiple franchises. He's got the Flash, if you want to consider the DC universe or whatever its own thing. That the Fantastic Beasts movies, which are just an extension of the Harry Potter series. He's a star in that, which I only learned oh, yeah. because of the trailer before Batman. I had no idea. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. They got they were so really quick to get rid of that. Johnny Depp for those movies. Do you think they're just gonna get rid of him? They're just gonna get a new. They're gonna get the Flash from the CW. Maybe honestly, that's not even a bad idea. That's not even the worst choice they could do. If you're gonna do a multiverse type of thing, like that's a that's an easy way out of just well, this is a different universe and the, this other well, flash died. It, so now, yes, on that note, actually, uh, almost exactly. Do you care if I get into some spoilers regarding this? Because it could all be bullshit. It might might change. There's some hardcore oh, spoilers about this Flash movie, which doesn't. I mean, it makes sense, but it it seems like it's gonna be confusing for most people. Okay. So. All right. If if you're invested in this Flash movie, you don't want any spoilers. Just hit fast forward like five minutes from now. All right, that's your heads up. I don't typically give spoiler warning, but this movie hasn't even come out yet, right? So, yeah. Here's what they're gonna do. Apparently, they're bringing back Michael Shannon as Zod, right? And uh, he's gonna have like a big part, and they're gonna go into the Burton Batman universe, which apparently unfolds very similarly to the Ben Affleck Batman universe. And the timeline somehow syncs up where Zod kills Superman as a baby. So no Superman exists in that universe, uh, which is unfortunate because you could have had Nicolas Cage or somebody play a cool version of Superman there. And I do think there might be something to that because he had a a line in a recent GQ interview talking about, well, would it matter to what extent I come back as Superman? Like, would it matter if it's an entire film or a couple of... Mm -hmm. Which seemed very... Like, he shot yeah. something. So, you've got that. And then, uh, apparently, there's going to be this thing where there's no Superman in that universe, but there's a Supergirl. And that's that little butchy, Indian-looking chick who, uh, you know, looks like Deep Roy, but in the super Supergirl outfit. So, <laughs> what? You haven't what seen the new Supergirl? About? No, no. 
Now imagine what's her name? Melissa Ben Ben Benoist from the CW once CBS Supergirl show. Good actress. And honestly, like not bad visually as far as Supergirl. And then you see the Supergirl of these movies. And it's just oh, like what the what what is this? About? <laughs> Why don't you just take a look at that real quick? By the way, if you're here for Dennis Hopper, if this is your first time listening to the show, I promise you we will get to it out of the blue and give it its due after we talk about superhero comic book nonsense. Soy boy shit. Yeah, look at those abs. (laughs) God damn. Yeah, so they went from having her a superhero, right? Mm. To, To the crow. (laughs) <laughs> that's Edward Furlong is super <laughs> damn that's that's important so she's the one that's going to show up in this movie according to the leaks that's right so no so, Superman just her I, she might even be in the trailer if I remember correct so she's going to be the Supergirl they're over in the Burton verse and that's when Michael Keaton's Batman is then recruited to fight Zod this 70 year old man is going to fight Zod so there's two flashes. There's the flash of that universe who teams up with the flash of the Ben Affleck Batman universe. Um, they team which up flash is, which flash is the first one, the one from the 94 show. Oh, that would, see, that would be good too. They already did that though with the with CW the show. one. With, right. Yeah. Uh, no, but who it's else? Just gonna be, There's it's only Ezra Miller. one flash. It's two Ezra oh. Millers. That's the most boring choice they could have gone with, unfortunately. See, they would have they would have helped themselves if they cast another actor, because then you could just make that guy the Flash, because he's yeah. such a troublemaker. But they didn't do it. So, so you have two of the most obnoxious characters instead of just one. Uh, as the Ezra Miller just have like slightly different hair. Cool. Right. He's got long hair in one and short hair in the other. So you got Great the two choice. Flashes. Yeah. You get Supergirl, you get Michael Keaton's Batman, and they're all going to fight Zod. And they're, no Green they're, Lantern? No, no Green Lantern. Sword? Okay. No, no. Uh, and they're going to pull some Han Solo shit where they kill Michael Keaton's Batman. And they're going to kill that Supergirl too. But who gives a shit about her because we've never seen her before. Exactly. So Michael yeah. Keaton's Batman, he's, it's actually more of a Luke Skywalker thing where it's like, yeah, finally, he's back. And we're going to kill him. We're finally yeah. going to kill Michael Keaton's Batman. So he's fucking dead. Um, and then that universe is taken over by Zod. So everything you remember from Batman and Batman Returns. Yep. The ultimate outcome there is just uh, President Zod. Presi- President, leader of the universe, Zod. Sucks. Very, very uh, poor choice of my Terrible. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing that happens is they... Also, don't save the Ben Affleck Batman universe. It all gets jumbled up, and that's why we see Michael Keaton's Batman become the Batman of that that timeline. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of nonsense. It's gonna be a lot of they they should have had this movie out back in 2018 because everybody's gonna just be thinking about Spider Verse and Spider Man. Uh, I was about to say, Spider-Man. yeah, well, the because that one also felt very forced when I watched that. Watched it a couple of weeks ago. Um, I really didn't care at all about the connect, the fake connection they pretended to have very for a very short a uh, couple of minutes before I'm supposed to care for them caring about each other. Right. Uh, and th- this just sounds like that. Like, it's just, well, we have to kind of put these characters together. Do they fit together? Who cares? Just like, let's just do it. And we'll figure something out between them. Hey, people will recognize them. So we don't have to really come up with anything interesting or anything 
cool to do with them just hey remember my movie you know and yeah that just sucks sounds terrible it sounds like how long have, have people been waiting for this movie it's been delayed twice right so it was originally announced for uh, it might have been originally announced for 2017 this was right around the time of batman v superman coming out right so they Jesus, had all right yeah. That that was early 2016. That got delayed too because they announced that I think in 2014. It was the year right after Man of Steel. So we're talking almost 10 years back at this point where they're planning these movies. And The Flash was maybe supposed to come out the same year as Wonder Woman, which I think was 2017. I feel like that dropped around the same time as Justice League. It could have been so early is this, 2018. Is this supposed to be a continuation of that world then? Yeah. That's a continuation, but they're going to use the movie. Instead of doing like a real Flash movie, they're going to be like, all right, well, this is our chance to reset everything to make sense. Like, people don't even really care. People don't care at this point. You could just say, fuck it, that's just how it is. You could put out like just a website that people go to and and explain all this and just do the movies, you know? That's the state of things right now. People don't care about the continuity necessarily or if it makes sense or if it doesn't they just kind of want decent films to watch well how long do they expect people to care about an extended universe that we're supposed to care about every movie like they pulled it off with the the marvel one because they were all successful the quality aside but how long do they expect people how long do they extend for 15 20 years right something like that i guess uh they expect people to still be like, yeah, hey, let's come. Keep uh, throwing fucking shit at me. And I'm going to care for the next 10 movies. When you get rid of all the A-lister characters and now you throw whatever's left, whatever's still around, whatever hasn't died. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and now we're supposed to still care about, yeah, there's going to be, you know, uh, another Avengers movie. Five movies from now. It's like, I, who? Why? It's like there's there's they, so many like what what is the Justice League even gonna look like when they get around to that sequel? Is it just gonna be Zachary Levy and that Supergirl, and then whoever takes Ezra Miller's place? John Cena's <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, they turn Black Adam good because they have no one else. Uh, they likely would will do that. I won't even say the what rock. they're gonna do it. Because he's a rock, and you can't have the rock as a not a good guy. No. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Uh, it's just very dire. <laughs> just very boring. Like just. Hey, what do you not think ex- about what do you think yeah. of, now? We've talked about the DC EU, the DC Extended Universe. What do you think about the 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 DH EU, Dennis Hopper's ex- Extended Universe? Yeah, that, oh, that one's more uh, enjoyable. That one's better. <laughs> I, I think uh, every Dennis Hopper movie, because I wasn't very familiar with his work before we started recording episodes where we were talking about him. And uh, I I don't know if you've always been a, a huge fan, but for as far as I can remember, you always mentioned them. Uh, and I remember you did an episode on, what was it? Uh, a series that you had or you have about him or like the beginning of, of uh, that movement uh, of the second, maybe uh, first or second episode of after dark niche influential films of the 20th century, which mm. is still coming out. It's on patreon.com for those who are interested. We just had an episode out on 
Park Chan Wook's The Moon is the Sun's Dream. The next one will be, I think, about Fatal Attraction, the Adrian Lyon film. Uh, the second episode I did of that series, I believe, was on Easy Rider. So I, mm-hmm. I had that. I cut it up into clips. I put it out on YouTube. And, um, yeah, there's a, I think there's a, a strong general interest there in the formation of New Hollywood and his uh, partaking in that as a player, maybe even the founder of it, uh, who gets tossed aside because he's such a mess. And that, I think it was also uh, on a clip that you put out about the flawed uh, protagonist, like the flawed actor that, you know, the most interesting actors working. Right. Well, yeah, uh, not, no, not just act uh, filmmakers, writers uh, in oh, general, just creative yeah. people yeah. who seem to have components to themselves that are unfavorable in any sense seem to be the most interesting because they're, they're not as afraid to be themselves as opposed to Daniel Destin Cretton, who's apparently directing many of the Tokyo Vice episodes, the director of Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, which right. I don't That was my, my way of getting to that subject real quick before we get fully into Dennis Hopper. Are you interested in, the, in Tokyo Vice at all? Because I was hyped about it being a Michael Mann HBO yeah. Max series. Just because of that. But if it's not directing all of them, then... No, it's just the pilot. If you go to the Wikipedia page, it says pilot directed by Michael Mann. Episodes two through eight. Daniel Destin Cretton. Great. So you're going to have one episode with a lot of style and that specific uh, filmmaking uh, look that his movies usually have. And then just whatever generic director with no style and no flavor and no nothing. Great. Sounds great. <laughs> no, I'm not excited about it at all. No, I wasn't really excited about it to begin with. Uh, but I remember you guys talking about it in the episode that we did on Miami Vice, I think. Um, and I was like, all right, this kind of sounds interesting. The cast sounded all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but now the trailer looks that, good. The tra- I watched the trailer that came out two weeks ago. I thought, all right, that looks surprisingly good. Even though uh, Ansel Elgort's hairline is now at the center of his head, it was about three quarters during West Side Story. It is moving further and further back. Yeah, he's got to do the Bruce Willis thing and hurry up. You know? Hey, there we go. He's <laughs> retarded now or something, right? He kept his head underwater too long. He can't remember things. Rest in peace, Bruce Willis's career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I that sounds terrible. I I thought that um, that he was going to direct the whole thing. That that was the only selling point because um, you know I I guess it would be interesting to to watch something um, detective like that. But how many shows are out? Where they use a similar formula uh, that if you don't have that style or that, that very specific look of it, it's just gonna be a show on fucking no, not ABC and NBC or whatever, like another CSI or one of those shows where it just doesn't really have much of a, a style or, or, or interesting look. It's just you know every episode looks the same and it doesn't really have any anything interesting visually. Right. I, hey, by the way, did you see that one perfect shot? series that they released onto HBO Max. Yeah. It's only about five or six episodes and there's maybe one episode that's that's decent at all. And oh, it's yeah. the Michael Mann episode. The rest are 
you know, they polluted it with a bunch of nobody filmmakers that were clearly just like diversity picks, like a bunch of, there's a couple of women, uh, who is it? Patty Jenkins from Ugh. Wonder Woman, I think is one of those five. They could have gotten Catherine Bigelow, somebody like that. No, they went with Patty Jenkins. So the perfect shot is just a green screen shot? Yeah, it's, it's my Wonderful. sweater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I tried tuning, I tuned into the first one. They had a decent episode on Heat, and then I tuned into the next one, which was Aaron Sorkin, and they brought up Trump after like six minutes, and I was just like, I'm out of this. I'm done. I'm done with this whole series. I don't want to hear anything about this. Uh, also, he he's not a Hallmark director that deserves an installment of that. You no. can make the argument for his screenwriting, but as right. a director, he's got three films. Yeah, and then does anyone ever talk about his visual style and how great it is? It's one perfect shot, not one perfect line or yeah. one perfect delivery of a line. What's interesting about his, what's visually interesting about his movies? Uh, 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 Nicole Kidman's mangled face is Lucy from, from right. I Love Lucy. Yeah. And, and monster Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That uh, I still have yet to watch that movie. I did watch the documentary that Amy Poehler did, and all the see every every single document. I've said this before, but every single documentary gets rerouted into how X subject serves progressivism. This rule applies to every single documentary released through Amazon or especially Shutter, AMC. They love doing that. You can't watch a horror documentary without you know getting a lesson on how this was empowering for women oh, and yeah. for people of color that's that's every single documentary released after the year like 2015 maybe 2012 um it, wasn't there a documentary about, about like black people in horror or something horror noir or yep. some shit yeah yeah which look it i don't mind i listen i don't mind those documentaries when it's like that's what you're you're tuning in for when that's the subject right but if I'm watching Eli Ross' History of Horror or whatever, and then we get like a 40-minute excursion on how, you know, one of the black dudes in the fog was a pioneer. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> fuck this shit. I'm about to fucking take a hammer to my television. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. You know? How Candyman revolutionized horror <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> Did it? All right. Cool. Sure. And then the right. new one, it's also, you know... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I, I haven't watched any, any documentary that touches any of those themes for that same reason. Like you, like as soon as anything like that pops up, it's like, all right, I'm turned off now. Like, I really don't care about anything you have to say because it, like my, the point of watching a documentary to me is not to feel bad about things that I haven't even done. And I feel like they're always trying to like. And I'm not even white. <laughs> you know, I'm not even an oppressor. I live in a fucking third world country. And I'm like, all right, I fucking get it. I'm a bad person. Chill. You know, <laughs> so it's like, why, why would I want, like, how, what's the in, in enjoyment on that? You know, uh, I understand there's a lot of people that like feeling guilty and they're like trying to get something out of that guilt or like out of that, you know, uh, some, some type of virtue uh, to show from, from that feeling. But I, why, you know, this is not fun. No, so it's certainly just, not. It's also just irrelevant to to most people, like yourself, where yeah. it's just like, well, you you don't have. It doesn't matter. It doesn't anyway. <laughs> we, we talk about this too much. Who cares? Yeah. Listen, 
let's talk about this movie out of the blue. Finally, this is the yeah. third film from Dennis Hopper. He starts out with Easy Rider, and he's known as an actor in the fifties and sixties and seventies. Uh, but he is a a renowned photographer, technically a writer. He did co-write that with uh, uh, two other people. And he, it, it's a roaring success. We've, we've talked about that 10 times over. Easy Rider, huge success. Changes the landscape of Hollywood because you have these guys who went out and made a movie on their own and proved that you could make a weird film, release it, and have it be a, a commercial success. They give him the last movie in 1971, and everything goes downhill because he can't control himself. He's a drug addict. <laughs> goes missing during the shoot, shows back up, just kind of cobbles the film together, and people hate it. They took it around to colleges. College students fucking hated the movie. That was it for Dennis Hopper. Universal Pictures, I believe it was. It could have been Paramount. I, I feel, feel, feel fairly confident it was Universal. said, you just wasted all of our money. You're never working in this town again. So Dennis Hopper disappears for a little bit. He's working in European films. because that. I mean, that, that would be a... We, we, we saw this in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. When you're at a low point mm-hmm. in your career and you're a name, you go over to Europe and you take what you can get. Do you think so, that's still applicable? Kind of. I think we, we, we were just tra- uh, talking about uh, Bruce Willis, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of those films are Russian produced or Eastern European yeah. produced. There's right, a similar right. thing in play where they will go and take movies that are being produced by very mysterious figures in these com- uh, in these <laughs> countries. And yeah. then make a living that way. And as we saw with Bruce Willis, he probably realized he was on the decline, just doing as many movies as he could before that that point of "oh fuck, my health, I gotta yeah. worry about this twenty four seven now." Uh, set in. What was his last good movie? Good question. I would say that you know I I am uh, not really a fan of Bruce Willis in general. Yeah, I. I don't mind him in the 90s. I don't mind him in the 80s. But on the whole, he's not somebody where I'm like, oh, wow, I get to see that. I love Bruce Willis. Yeah, he's not someone that sells the movie for me, but I usually enjoyed him. When I enjoyed him more whenever he would pop up as like an odd character, you know, just like a couple of lines and just that mm-hmm. guy. And then that's it. Then, then being the lead. Unless Sin you talk City? about. Oof. That far back? Glass, maybe? I didn't see Looper. Mm. Uh, he was in Split uh, for a moment. Hard mm. Kill. What the fuck is Hard Kill? Hard Kill. I think that's with I Travolta. Do I have that? No, Jesse Metcalf. No, it's just... Oof. Okay, so that's already... That's already suspect. Uh, well, he's been doing also Wes Anderson films, right? He was in Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right. Death Wish, that was a good one. Oh, right, yeah. No, he was in Eli Ross' Death, Death, Death Wish remake, Oof. yes. I, I, honestly, I didn't mind the Death Wish remake. I like the Death Wish remake more than the original Death Wish. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm not, I a, huge, not a huge fan of the original Death Wish, but I, I thought this one was just funny because of how fucking bad it was. <laughs> like, I laughed out loud a couple of times, and I was like, this is not, like, what's the point of this movie? Right. Well, I he's a understand. nurse in that instead of an architect. Yeah. The best Death Wish, in my opinion, anyway, is Death Wish 2. If you're going to watch a Death Wish film, probably check out that one. Never seen it. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of 
those movies. Well, I've only seen the first one, but it just it just felt just like most of the those you know remakes uh, that have been coming out um, recently. It's just why? What's the point of remaking this movie that's so off its time? You know, it's and and not changing anything. Just trying to make uh, the same story elements like you didn't even do a, a thing like they did with uh maniac you know where it's like all right well there's no point of remaking this but at least let's give it a little twist and change the way it's shot uh right uh but that one just felt like a you know especially pg-13 was it pg-13 uh, no, was it r was no it i r? think it was r you see i i tend to agree with that take i, I guess because it is so drained of any sort of style it feels mm-hmm. very Oh, built for for like a Walmart DVD shelf. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't feel like uh, anyone put any type of effort that goes higher than than that. You know that you know it's going to end up in the uh, DVD whatever three for five dollars back in the day. I don't even think those existed. Do, do those exist? Still? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think pile of all right a pile of three for five DVDs or. Blu-rays or whatever, so no one tries hard, and it just looks like it looks like whatever, and then it ends, and you're just like, oh, I just cool. Hour, hour and a half of my life doesn't like nothing changed, not, nothing improved. I didn't even care for it. So who who would have been a better Paul Kersey in that movie? Because I feel like if you got a more charismatic, maybe it, it works the benefit of having someone stoic because Charles Bronson was stoic. Yeah. You know, maybe that's just that character, but I think that if you had a more charismatic actor as that character, then it probably elevates everything else in that movie. Or it doesn't, doesn't seem it... as bland, anyway. So I feel like something like The Guest is very similar uh, when it comes to the main character. Um, maybe the story is not the same, but I, I feel like the at least the way the, those characters are, are played, uh, speaking about the, the original Death Wish, are kind of similar, kind of like zombie-ish, just like not very emotional, just going through the motions. And then obviously the, you know, the characters take a di- different path, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say Dan Stevens because I, I have no idea where his career is now. Um, it's, I don't know what he's up he to. He was the beast in beauty. He got swept into the Disney machine. He was the beast in beauty and the beast. Oh. He's probably doing those Downton Abbey movies. Uh, okay. Nothing interesting. Well, okay. Get that money, I guess. Um, yeah, I he don't know. I don't that man. But that's it. You think? Yeah, I think so. Or a Joker, or Robin. Was, uh, he's a, he'd be older than Robert Pattinson. He's forty years old. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I guess you could uh, have but an I, old Robin. That could be. That might not be a bad idea. What if you just got Whoopi Goldberg as Robin? Just. Uh, yeah, just an old retarded man that he has to carry around <laughs> with him, ruining his plans. He's just, God, Robin, here we go again. You know, mm-hmm. bring that humor back from the from the sixties. Yeah, and he has little. Is Burt Ward still thing. alive? You could bring back Burt Ward, presumably. <laughs> He's gonna about... be the Flash movie. <laughs> hey, don't even joke about that. That's actually supposed to be legit. That's what I've heard. I've heard Adam what? West Batman does. Even though he's been dead. Uh, I heard that Adam West Bird Batman. Bird is alive. Uh, Bird works Bird's alive. alive. Yeah. Wow. I wonder, <laughs> you know, they could have brought him in on that Flash TV show when they did their own. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if maybe he's retired. But um, can you imagine that they haven't, they, since um, Bat Nipples, right? No one's wanted to touch the Robin character at all. 
And the way they bring it back is with Bert Ward. <laughs> that would just be... I think that would be too good to for them to actually do it. Like, they wouldn't be brave enough to do that, I don't think. Unless think they just bring him as, as, like, a you know, he's the doorman or something. And, oh, that's Bert Ward, but not playing Robin. That sounds too much like a Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Like, aha, do you know who I am? That'd be good for the Flash just, movies. Just have an old Bert Ward <laughs> Just have a... Robin in the fly machine, and then he comes out as Bird Ward. Yeah, <laughs> just all melted. And... <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, out of the blue, out um... of the blue. You know, Dennis Hopper, <laughs> his daughter is kind of like a spunky Robin to his Batman in this movie. Some would say. You know, speaking of birds, there's a lot of seagulls in this movie, huh? Hmm. There's a lot of child death in this movie. In oh, the first hell yeah, minute. there is. Yeah, and the, <laughs> you know you're in for a good movie when it starts out with a drunk driving scene that results in someone plowing into a school bus. Yeah. Uh, with no remorse at all. Uh, his daughter is begging. What are you talking about? Daughter... No remorse. He offered that guy like a, a sip of his drink when he just dumped <laughs> it out. <laughs> his daughter is dressed like a clown. Uh full face paint and everything is yelling at you to not do it. And, and his face is just like, eh, whatever. He just plows his fucking he trailer. Into shit. He's partying. That's party Saturday. Yeah. And the, the great thing is here too. So, all right, this movie starts off with the Dennis Hopper character. Uh, do you remember his name off the top of your head? No. It's Don Barnes. All right. So Don Barnes is the Dennis Hopper character. You have Lin- Linda Manns, who is, uh, uh, Cindy, Sebi. his daughter. Oh. Yeah, Sebi. Um, she's known for this movie primarily, but she's also in Gummo. She plays that weird-looking kid's mom in Gummo. I don't know if you remember that dance sequence set to Madonna. So she's got a couple of notable films under her belt. She died in 2020 of, uh, and maybe I'm, I'm telling tales out of school here, but it sounded like an overdose to me. Oh, wait. Uh suffered pneumonia and lung cancer maybe i am telling tales out of school sorry she has a very jackie earl haley look to her huh yeah very you know she's she's gone through rough shit you can tell (laughs) like a very livid face she's got big time and yeah i mean very surly looking woman (laughs) don't want to speak ill of the death but she she looks like she could put back a couple of meth pipes, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, you, and you know what I'm saying, because I just spelled it out completely. <laughs> uh, oh, she was but, also yeah. in the game. Did you know she was in the game? The I think that's maybe da- uh, David Fincher's... No, Mancus's worst movie, I think. And then the game. I don't, I don't know if I've seen the game. The game is essentially the same plot as Game Night with... Jesse Plemons, big old meat face, Jesse Plemons and Jason Bateman. And she's like, ha, ah, but it, it's actually much better. It's Michael Douglas and Sean Penn and Sean Penn is, you know, they're elites and they're like, all right, well, you know, you have everything you could ever want. So here's a game where I'm just going to make you think you murdered somebody and you're going to be on the run, but it's a game or is it a game or maybe it's real or maybe it's still a game. It's one of those movies. Anyway. Right. Uh, also, somebody I noticed in this film is Raymond Burr, who's especially fat in this film. Raymond Burr is not a name you'd recognize off the top of your head, but he's known for Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the original U.S. Uh, not a remake, but a re-edit of uh, Gojira. 
And he was also in Godzilla 1985, which was a re-edit of the Japanese film. I forget what the actual Japanese title was called. But they inserted him once again, and he looks much skinnier there. Uh, Raymond Burr is known for divorcing his wife and going to live on a farm with his assistant. His male assistant of 35-plus years. Oh, oh, that's a little little detail there that you, <laughs> you for, decided to leave out. Yes. Um, so it was a little light on the loafers. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> so this uh, movie, yeah. Out of the Blue, was originally supposed to be directed by a man named Leonard Yacker, right? And Leonard Yacker isn't known for a goddamn thing. I think it was supposed to be a TV movie or something. And Yeah, a lot, a lot tamer, like much uh, blander than it is. And then what, Dennis Hopper... I was, something no, happened. Was, I, I don't he know was what fired. happened with that. Yeah. Uh, I read over here that uh, uh, apparently um, the producers saw two two weeks in, they saw some of the dailies and they didn't like what they had, so they fired the guy. And then Dennis Hopper came in and uh, in a weekend rewrote the whole thing to give uh, the main character more personality and make her more of a spunky character. Mm. Uh, and then he started shooting it, I guess. Which you can kind of tell. You can. It has a yeah. feel to it mm-hmm. where, you know, I don't think it's an incompetent movie, but it certainly has a feel to it like we're making this up as we go along or yeah. this was supposed to go one way and it's just turned into something completely different. It feels like it, one of those old NBC made-for-TV specials about a rambunctious youth who leaves home and then she regrets it and goes home and becomes like a nice Christian girl for her family. Yeah after going through a punk rock phase. And instead, Dennis Hopper's like, well, no, her parents are really terrible. Let me just show the earliest incarnation of a woman shooting heroin in her living room. Yeah. It's like, wow, for 1980, that's that's pretty pretty wild stuff. Why don't we just it, you know, decide at the last minute that the dad's a child molester? <laughs> there's a, there's oh, a molestation yeah. incident. That fucking scene, that's dude. I was like, what the, the very fuck is happening? Fit for the title, yeah. out of the blue. Take a did good you, smell. Let's like, what the fuck? <laughs> did what? You, you've seen Blue Velvet, right? Yeah. He yeah. does the Frank Booth thing. He starts saying, mommy, mommy, when he's between her legs uh, sniffing. <laughs> so I don't know if that was a weird perversion thing that was actually a Dennis Hopper thing and not... Thing. Yeah. Or if he was just plucking that and putting it over here. So I don't know. Yeah. I would hope... Well, he dies at the end, so clearly he's not sympathetic to... He's He's not too bad but who knows he might be a weird guy well i don't think he's supposed to you're supposed to like him like nothing about him or anything he does in the movie is like likable he's a piece of shit to everyone yes when, even when he comes back from jail he's still like a piece of shit he's not mm-hmm. humble at all he's still like trying to get in, in trouble so I, I it's it's i guess it's one of the the interesting things about this old old movies that um you don't really see movies now where the the main character it's a, a well not the main character but like the the characters around the main character is just completely irredeemable uh and then the way they end it's also like very real i guess uh there's not really a happy ending at all it ends which is something that i didn't really like once it got into that scene with the sniffing and then with her becoming all like punk rock and like 
piercing her cheek and being like, oh, now I'm going to go into the fucking car and bring my mom and explode. That shit was kind of like, uh, I wish I, I it, it felt like not, not real. Uh, yeah. Even though everything before that was very realistic, I guess, if you, if you want to uh, believe that all of that happens and, and the, the closest she was to, to be uh, harmed was when she went to that house with the, creepy taxi driver that uh oh, the, the truck driver who's then who brings her around his prostitute girlfriend yeah. yeah 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 yeah, and then she breaks a bottle on his head and then runs away it's just like all right so it's it's a little like you have to suspend this belief a little bit because this is supposed to be like an innocent or or at least not uh uh you know a street person uh, <laughs> so that she's able to navigate all of these different situations without ever being harmed or, or be, ever being hurt uh, until the end. And then at the end, it just becomes kind of a, a cartoon once that once she kills Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Right? That was my original take as well. When I watched a really ugly, it looked like a VHS rip of this movie on YouTube. And I, I had trouble following certain parts, but just because of the, the quality of the film, uh, like the literal quality it was uploaded in. Yeah. And then I watched the, so there was a, I think it was not Vinegar Syndrome, but uh, maybe Severin Films or, or one of these distributors released a 4K restoration of Out of the Blue. And that's what I watched uh, this, this past week. And I was able to absorb a whole lot more of it. Now, my opinion on that ending has not changed, uh, but I guess I'm a little more sympathetic of those last 10 minutes than I was originally. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit the movie. I think the movie is much more grounded in what you said which is like this little girl who kind of has to live with the fact that she's got a really horrible mom and an even worse father who's barely around barely functional it's a miracle he could even get a job to begin with of course uh you know he loses his job as a result it's a a original canceling you know the social justice (laughs) mob runs amok shows up at his work and says you know who you're employing this man this man ran his his vehicle, his truck, into a school bus while drunk driving. He made, he made a mistake, uh, and he's sorry. <laughs> he's very sorry. <laughs> what I really like yeah. is uh, that he's out after five years for killing an yeah. unknown amount of children. Which, honestly, in 1980, for drinking and driving, people didn't even give a shit in 1980 if you yeah. were drunk driving. That didn't become a real thing until probably the 90s when smoking is bad for you. Don't go trick-or-treating. You might get that razor blade in the apple yeah. or in the Snickers bar. Circus peanuts are gross. That whole revolution of the 90s. That's when people were like, drinking and driving is unacceptable. Yeah. Teens are losing their lives because they can't hack it behind the wheel with a Johnny Walker in their belly. Yeah, the parental advisory explicit lyrics years of, of censorship mm-hmm. in the United States. Right. Uh, we needed a president yeah. who would bring back drinking and driving and smoking in a store. I would love to go to Walmart and have a cigarette while I'm waiting in line. That would be nice. No. Going to the toy aisle and no. just smoking. No. <laughs> smoking around innocent children. Yeah, you get in the subway, you can't barely see anyone because it's just a cloud of smoke in the car. Hell yeah. That would have been no. great. That probably would have made it much more relaxing waiting for the train. It, smelled, will, it will make it smell better. Uh, yes. but uh that was the my least favorite part about going out i i i believe that uh, outlawed that here 
as recent as I don't know, ten years ago, maybe, uh, where you could still go out at a bar and people would be smoking indoors, and then you would come home and and just you you would have like a like a um, smoking hangover the next day where your throat would feel shit. I, I didn't even smoke, but just being around that environment of just tiny bars with people smoking inside and it's just clouds of that shit. I hated that shit. I'm glad. I'm glad that that's one that I'm not with you at all even though oh yeah you'd be gagging and puking yeah. over your food if, if yeah came back don't go to a <laughs> restaurant in the south in the south they yeah. actually do have certain southern states have smoking and non-smoking uh sections to restaurants and bars i went to the so when i was on vacation in miami a couple of years back i had a layover at the the airport and i went to it was like a theme restaurant inside the airport that had like 99 or Applebee's quality food. And that place had a smoking section in it at the airport. I was just like, wow, that's very different. Wasn't it wild that the people used to smoke in planes? (laughs) Just like, oh, from here back is the smoking section. So you said from, and this is like, it's just, we're still breathing the same air. It's all all the smoking section. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, but no, that's disgusting. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not for that at all. <laughs> Fuck. You can drink Imagine on the just... subway. You can't smoke. That's what's crazy to me. You can have an open container on the subway here, or just what as long as you have it in a in a paper bag. Yeah, which is so. Who yeah. cares? What does it matter? Half of those people are bums. The other half are yeah. having a really bad life. Nothing good's going to come of that. You should, I don't know. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, something I did but not Dennis know. Dennis Hopper here. Yes, I'm Dennis sorry. Hopper. <laughs> I did not know that this was a Canadian film. This was Canadian produced, but that actually makes a whole lot of sense in retrospect. Mm-hmm. This was not was his proper return. Yes, yeah, so, uh, this was made in Vancouver. Um, okay. I guess doubling for Texas. Because it didn't seem... No, is it, it, didn't is seem, it set in Vancouver? No, I don't think so. I think this is... I feel like it's certainly set in Texas. I saw, I don't know. There were some signs at that restaurant where the mother worked uh, about Texas that I saw. I was trying to pick up where this was based off of license plates and whatnot. But it does have um, like a distinctly down-home kind of country vibe. But when she goes yeah. off to the city, it feels like when they they go to the city in Easy Rider, where it's, like, the city is probably like Austin or New Orleans or somewhere like that. Um but yeah, no, I did not. I mean, I, 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 maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misinterpreting something from this. But uh, that is what I got anyway from it. Uh, it says here, film follows a troubled family in the Canadian Northwest. So oh, I guess I it was. Yeah, I guess it was set in Canada. Hmm. It didn't look well. I guess it, it didn't have the the look that Canada usually, or that at least they usually show in movies. So I guess. It, it kind of did feel kind of South United States. Like maybe well, that's why. What do you see? Vancouver there's very, like. yeah, there's very few, uh, you know, backdrops that they wind up using. There's the, the dump mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of seagulls. There's a hell of a lot of birds in this movie. God damn. There's so many fucking seagulls. Um, I also noted a scene about three quarters of the way through where I think it's when Dennis Hopper finds the dynamite at his work and uh, grabs it brings it to the convertible and he's talking to the Linda Mann's character, his daughter. 
And she had her back to the camera the entire time. And I have a feeling it's because the seagulls made so much noise because there were so <laughs> many of them. And he realized in the moment, being a good director, being able to look ahead and be like, we're going to have to ADR this whole fucking thing. This is going to be a big problem. So he kept his lines very brief. And her face is not shown once in the entire scene. Her back is to that camera. And she's got most of the dialogue there anyway. So uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a case of using ADR somewhat believably, uh, even though the, the stock seagull sounds are so yeah. compressed by comparison. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even remember that, that scene, to be honest. But uh, I guess the whole, you know, kind of city underworld that she lives in for a couple of the scenes doesn't make it feel like Canada because Canada is usually very safe or at least that's how it's presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that's where, where that comes from. Where it, well, where, what it does kind she of... get into? She, she invades a punk show that that's happening. I think the punk band. Oh, so the first thing is the theater, the movie theater, right? Where they're being shitheads in the movie theater. Yeah. And then she tries to order, what is it? A rum and Coke at a bar or something. She gets kicked out. Mm-hmm. Then uh, she goes home and then, she sees that her mom and the, I don't know who that guy was. I don't remember. Was it like a stepdad or like whoever was like with her there are having like an argument and then she leaves. Yeah. The mom has a lot of uh, peculiar relationships with men. Right. With this very cucky, nice guy who I think is her boss at her job. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he runs that restaurant. I think if I'm remembering correct. And he, he seems like a pretty decent guy, but she's got this rapport with uh, Don, the, uh, the Dennis Hopper character's closest friend, whose name is Charlie, I want to say. I think. I think that might be the actor. Don Gordon plays Charlie. Charlie, yeah. And he's like an older guy. He also dresses exactly like Dennis Hopper in many scenes of this movie, where it looks like he's a stunt double or something. I, I don't know. There's kind of a weird, weird vibe about that. I feel like Dennis Hopper just gifted him his wardrobe for those scenes. It's the exact same <laughs> denim jacket, denim jeans that he's wearing. So peculiar. But he's about 10 years older than Dennis Hopper. So he's got like gray curly hair. And this guy's a bit of a creep, bit of a bit of an asshole. He seems to have this kind of thing going on with, with Don's wife where... He's, it's almost like he's sharing her, but not actually like physically sharing her. There's some scenes where they're, I, I, do they make out or something? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think so. So this, this, this character is like semi cucking Dawn, even though it's like Dawn's like, like, oh, yeah, wait, go wait, ahead. Wait. There go is do a that. scene. There's a scene. There's a scene at the end when uh, Dennis Hopper is wasted. Uh, and he takes her to a different room and starts touching her tits. But he's and, like, like he you should go her. fuck her. I, I, he was like, I can't fuck or something, right? If, I, if I'm if i remembering correct. he's He knows he's too drunk to fuck, so he's like, yeah, no, you go fuck her. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I misinterpreted that, but that's how I got that. So it's kind of like a, yeah, we're boys. Go ahead. Go hit that. Go hit my wife <laughs> who birthed my child in the other room. Yeah, we're both right there. <laughs> My child is listening to all of this. Right. Yeah. And he, this guy's also big time cucking the new boyfriend when Don's in prison, serving his sentence for, again, killing all those children. So 
<laughs> he's he's kind of like looking out for Don, but he's also trying to get a piece. But his getting a piece is in service to Don still. He's not trying to like be duplicitous with Don. He's not trying to like yeah. stab him in the back. It's like an organized thing. And they just do heroin together. They're just chilling, watching TV, shooting heroin. You never saw that in 1980. You didn't see a woman no. just take a belt to her arm and start shooting up in the bathroom. Like a normal-ish looking woman. You know, she's like, like 3 p.m. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Fresh off work. Going to shoot yeah. up a, a nice batch. Well, well your uh, kids outside. Yeah. It's a very disgusting white trash kind of situation that you would probably see in the, in this time period. And I, I, I kind of like that this, this Linda Mann's character successfully navigates everything with the outside world. And when she does wind up back home, it should be this moral lesson. Of, oh, you don't wander out because otherwise a trucker is going to bring you to his prostitute girlfriend, try to get a threesome going. No, yeah. it's worse at home and the mm-hmm. characters get worse. So then this conversation breaks out where they're, I mean, Dennis Hopper's drunk. Uh, his buddy is wait, drunk. Wait, wait, so, yeah. wait. So, so she gets into, uh, she, they, she sees them arguing or whatever. So she leaves, gets in like a, uh, a walk meets a midget and a guy with a microphone. She's just wandering around the streets. By the way, uh, did you guy. notice a guy who's singing? It's just looking directly into the camera. It felt very like yeah. an authentic street person. And when they're at the concert, there's like so many people that are just. There's ah, a camera here, so they have to yeah. look into it. Yeah. Right. Then she gets picked up by the guy in the cab who takes her home to play a song and do drugs with her his prostitute girlfriend, or at least a prostitute that's there. Uh, she breaks a bottle on his head, leaves to the concert where she plays drums briefly. And hangs out with people that are much older than her, and a bunch of girls that take her titties out while being recorded as she's driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then what else happens? Is oh, right. and then we we go to the you know the party when Dennis Hopper is back, uh, where she pours a bottle of liquor on his head because he's right. All right, so here here's what happens. <laughs> this, this is one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Uh, which is, you know, there's a celebration happening where Dennis Hopper has been finally released from prison. And it's kind of the, it, it's a bit of the s- second act bait and switch that we talked about on Good Time, where it's like you get used to uh, the two brothers, Connie, and uh, the name that Benny Safdie's character plays is not coming to mind. You get comfortable with that duo and just how the movie's going. And then they yank that one away and give you Ray, the Buddy Duress character. So with this movie, you think you're in for, all right, well, this is a rebellious youth and she's going to yeah. figure her, her her identity out and what life is about and all this because she's got to fuck up for a father who can't even like stand hanging around her in prison because he's ashamed of himself or whatever. And the Dennis Hopper character seems almost empathetic at that point, like somebody you could uh, maybe try to find some sort of relation to uh just as a as a person going through something very difficult and then he gets out and everybody's happy everybody's celebrating you know dad's home and uh there's a guest at this party who looks like any guy ever on unsolved mysteries (laughs) i was gonna say hold on i have it pulled up over here let me just show him he just shows up to the house like he's i don't even know if he's invited he just pops up while everyone's having a good time. 
uh, and he looks like this. Hold on. Uh, here we go. This is why you need video. <laughs> there he is. Uh, what's he was in Henry Portrait of the Killer, right? That's him. Otis? I no, I think this is a different no. guy. But goddamn, does he that looks man? Like a lot of guys. Yeah. He does not exist anymore. <laughs> the big mustache, bald head, and curly. <laughs> look at the face. Uh, curly mullet and it's like a it's like a skullet, right? Yes, right. Yes. So and then you have this. Yeah, he really ruins the party by showing up here. He really sucks all the fun out. Everybody leaves. Linda Mans goes to bed. You know, these guys are just trying to have a good time wearing their denim jackets, drinking a having a nice drink. I don't know if you remember the line, but he starts questioning the girl, and she's like, "Oh, you." You rode the bus with my daughter and you rode the bus with my son, you know, uh, uh, showing that, uh, you know, his kid was killed by, by Dennis Hopper, right? And then Dennis Hopper is outraged, like, here. It's happening here. And he's like, I got five years! Like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I killed your son and I've already been in jail for five yeah. years. What else do you he want called, me he's to like, do? Why, he's like, why are you being such an asshole about it? <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's very unlikable. Very just like, yeah, the piece of shit character. It's great. Right. And he's, and he's, he's such a natural. He, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm an asshole. And then he dumps the bottle of alcohol on his head, saves yeah. it. But I'm not a total asshole because there's enough here for two drinks. Now, why don't you sit down and we'll have, and then his friend starts yelling at the guy and he's like, get the fuck out of here. And then yeah. Dennis Hopper, you know, it's almost like they're two dogs where if one dog starts barking, then the other dog start, starts barking. That's what happens here. They scare him out. They send him off. And, I mean, what are you really doing there, anyway? Unless you're going to straight up kill the guy. You should have brought a gun. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's Canada yeah. or whatever, so they don't have the same minds or freedom. But what, what, what is the outcome there, if you're that man with the with the skullet? And it's the, I think, the only interaction like that he has with any parent, right, of the children throughout the movie? I don't only know. him. Only him. This yeah, guy is a one. thorn in his side. He's kind of like the villain of the movie, some would say. <laughs> yeah, how dare you criticize our hero for something he's already <laughs> paid his dues for. Five years. What else do you want from him? So he shows oh, up so, later. You're so much probably stupid anyway. <laughs> it's like the ugly. I mean, definitely ugly. You know, come up with some beautiful child out of a fucking that guy. Oh, so, that you know, C, five yeah. years. Uh, <laughs> Well, he shows up at his work, and I mean, what does he really do? What is the what is the Don character that Dennis Hopper plays? What what does he do? Is he a demolition guy? Is he just like picking up no, junk it's and a, moving it? I think it's yeah, just like moving trash, isn't it? Like a garbage. I don't understand what the job is. Just move. Shit yeah, I, I, I think I it's just garbage compaction, that, and that's about it. So he can't even hold that job because this guy shows up in his cool car and his sunglasses, and he just looks at the boss, and it's just like. I'm going to sit you down. We're going to talk for literally 28 seconds and you're going to fire yeah. that man. And that's what happens. And then Dennis Hopper loses his shit and starts demolishing Demolish. the, little, the little office <laughs> that, this, that this garbage man probably built himself, turns yeah. it into a pile of rubble. And then he doesn't really know what to do with himself afterwards. So then he gets drunk with his friend and he's horny. He, you know, he's H word trying to get with the, the waitress who shuts him down before he can even say anything. <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, what are you going to say something? And he just, he has nothing. 
It's yeah. very unfortunate. Things just go from from bad to worse for this Don character. His life is a mess. So then they go home after those couple of drinks. They keep drinking. Des Hopper looks legitimately drunk. Maybe yeah. it's just very yeah. good acting. I'm 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 skeptical. I guess I know a drunk person when I see it. His face looks. In to- he maybe he was having some real drinks between the the fake drinks while he was <laughs> directing himself. He's a natural. Definitely <laughs> looks like he is. Oh, and and they kill him after that in a very sloppy. The guy with the mustache. You know, yes. He leave the so that just comes out of nowhere, right? Well, it's yeah. not out of nowhere. You do have you you have a one two three act with this character where that character gets embarrassed after showing up to the house. Then he gets. Don's boss to fire him, and then just out of the blue, you know, not that wasn't a pun, by the way. Yeah, I was just saying that. <laughs> and then, I mean, a lot of the things that happen in this movie are out of the blue, which is, I think, ultimately why Hopper changed the name. This was called No Looking Back in Canada. Can I can I play video here? Is that is that okay? You, you have to ah, because because mm. I want to show that death scene because he's such a sloppy. Hitting yes. hit with a stick that it doesn't even look like it hit him, and then he just starts bleeding. Uh, uh, play it on mute. Uh, play it on mute because this okay, is brand right. new. They're probably going to have everything ready to go on YouTube to detect sound. Okay, all right, hold on. You see it? Yes. Okay. So he just oh god, he just appears there, and then <laughs> this is <laughs> like that's the I thought. It wobbled. <laughs> it looked like it bent. At first, I thought it was a knife, so I was like, "Okay, maybe he stabbed him in the head." But it, no, it's supposed to be like a like a nightstick or something that he kills him with. But it looks like it breaks, even. Yeah, no, it it bent. It like broke. Yes, it broke in half and started bending. Let's just here we go. We're taking another look, like, and can you play it at like one point twenty five the, the speed? Oh, can I do that here? I don't know. I'm not a very uh, I uh, think so. I think in VLC. Try uh, n- n- playback what? slower. Okay, here we go. There you go. Oh. Awesome. Let's take a look Too at this. Slow. Again, this is all the reason why you should sign up for patreon.com slash lowres for the $5 a month here so we can analyze just how hard it was to make movies in 1980 and laugh at it and criticize it now, 40 years ago. Oh, later. no. Hold on. I think my computer's having an aneurysm. Uh, oh, what happened? Anyway. Anyway. It, it's it's uh, it's a very... I mean, but a lot of the scenes in this movie, and this is not the only one, but when uh, Belinda Mann's character is sitting down with her therapist, Raymond Burr, especially toward the end where she's like trying to communicate something to him and doesn't really know what, what's coming out, and he's, I guess, getting at some some darker things about what's going on at home. Um, that whole scene was shot in a manner that felt very, whatever we got, we got. We got to move on. All right, so Hans finally has this clip yeah. pulled up here. We're going to take a look. And where's the bar? And there it is. It's bent. <laughs> Why is there blood coming out? Like it's... <laughs> It's not good. Anyway, that's that's a no, death scene. That, that is how that uh, mustachioed character dies. So why did it's, how did the blood get on his throat? That's my thing. You know, he's getting hit in the back of the head. The blood comes up on his face and throat. There. Yeah, it's almost like know. someone off screen was throwing a little 
bottle or something <laughs> on his face. Couldn't you know, control what he was going. So just, yeah, yeah just a couple of squirts to anyway. his neck. So this scene very similar, because it is very quick. It, it happens in what, like 50 seconds and then he's on the ground. And that's, yeah. that's it. You don't hear anything else from this character ever again. But it all kind of ends in that that evening or so. Or that, that might be the implication. That's how it feels. Um, although I think there are a couple of days maybe that pass between this night and then the final mm. resolution for those characters. Yeah, well, we see uh, we see the mom doing heroin once again. Mm-hmm. It's nighttime. She's sitting at the truck. And then she starts having a cigarette in her room, and that's where everyone's just drunk and and shitty. So it's I think it's like a day after maybe. And you know, for a girl who loves punk rock, she sure didn't have a lot of Elvis Presley cut up around her yeah. room. It was like a good thirty percent of her walls in her bedroom were Elvis Presley. Her jacket said Elvis. I don't know if you right. noticed. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I, I did that jacket. That. Yeah. You know, that, that's something yeah. I think about too. Is like I remember when I was a kid, anyway. Elvis was still considered this big, revered pop culture music icon. I, I feel like Michael Jackson had started to impede on that territory by that point and was like the guy of the time. Right. Um, but nobody really thinks about Elvis. I mean, Elvis has only been thought about recently, I, I believe, because of that trailer from Baz Luhrmann. Did you have... a? Friends in high school that had sideburns and were into Elvis and rockabilly and shit. God, I wish. I wish I was part of the rockabilly <laughs> gang at my height. But no, it, it, that was not the case at all. Uh, yeah, I, just... I don't think I ever knew anybody who, who embraced rockabilly style. There might have been like really? one fat girl yeah. with tattoos I knew through MySpace or it's something. Like, but that was it. Those uh, gelled hair that make it look like curl, like a twist thing sure uh like uh yeah i don't even know how to explain it yeah it's just terrible those people suck i i only knew like punk punk billy i guess people like that they're just dressed in black always and like they love coffins for whatever reason and uh their hair is usually very big and gelled always with those sideburns yeah it's a look i don't know if that still exists now it would be funny to see someone young I, I mean i can see you know how um well back uh, i want to say 10 maybe 13 years back uh, there was a bar here where they would play metal music all night uh, and it would close at 6 p.m and the beer was cheap so whenever uh, every other bar would close which would be at 2 a.m everyone would just end up there and then you would go there and uh the regulars would it would just look like they were trying to cosplay like axel rose but they're all like Central American, <laughs> so you Hold just on. have a lot of like little brown people with like bandanas <laughs> on their hair and like fat, but wearing like I, I spiky. Was say, are, is this old Axl Rose or Axl Rose who looks like Throw Mama from the Train? No, no, no. Like, like trying to look like hot Axl Rose, but they were like little pudgy Central American people. So it was a lot of like. <laughs> Of Axelos Rosos, I guess, <laughs> in the bar, and, and just that that uh that thing of uh, if I like this genre of music, I have to dress this way for the rest of my life. That I feel as those rockabilly people are very passionate about. But I think I don't know. I, I guess there's always an odd one out. I just wonder if that's still like a thing that people do, uh, even if it's like one out of a group or something. Or if it's just uh, 
over 50 year old fat man with sideburns that that still enjoy the there's probably a scene What's... somewhere in Tennessee or somewhere like that where they they revere that old way of well Vegas, right? Probably. Well, that's a little bit different. I feel like that's much. Yeah. I mean, what's what, what happens in Vegas is is very Elvis. Stays in Vegas. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I was hoping you'd hop in on that. That's, that's good. You know, that seems much more Elvis Presley, Elvis impersonators, not the. The era, not the whole aesthetic right. that was around that. But <clears throat> those those icons, I guess, are really a bit more disposable, even than I I think maybe what was in, uh, you know expected of them, because people don't listen to Elvis really, like they would. I mean, I don't even know if they really listen to Michael Jackson anymore, like, yeah, like I, they used to. When you go to a Sirius XM Elvis station, only there. Mm-hmm. Like who's still, and and maybe the fact that he died relatively young, uh, but then I don't know. I feel like a lot of those those artists that die young is probably better that they did. I don't know if you want to see you know Jimi Hendrix doing like a T-Mobile commercial or something. Oh, you know, God. it's just kind of like kind of like oh, it's it's uh, it's a Kurt Cobain. He's fifty. He's fat now, and. You know, he's doing a commercial for Six Flags or some shit. You know, like that doesn't fit <laughs> who they were when they were young at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you give what you have to give when you're young and then die and, and that's it. I don't even and it works out a lot better. It works yeah. out for the best. You lived a whole life in 24 years. Who's complaining, right? Yeah. Maybe, um, yeah. maybe, the, maybe the crime scene cleanup crew have to like dig skull out of the wall. That could be bad, but otherwise, you know, it works out for the for everyone. He was sad anyway, Kurt Cobain. He probably, yeah, you know, he 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 would have been fine with dying, and he was, and that's what happened. Yeah, yep. I agree. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him blowing. He's been brave enough to blow, <laughs> allegedly blow his own brains out. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Do you believe that Courtney Love did it? I think uh, there there was a lot of drugs and a lot of things, a lot of toxicity in that in that uh, household. Where, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she was, you know, completely aware of of what she was doing or what her actions were. But I don't know. I've seen a couple of documentaries on it. I'm, I was never a, a huge fan of of Nirvana or, or him in general. I feel like I was too innocent and too much of a good boy when that was <laughs> when that was out for me to be like, yeah, um, fucking a rebel or, or whatever the fuck they were trying to do. Um, were you listening to but, Blues Traveler? No, I would listen to punk, but like safe punk. So like very poppy, like nothing. Like I, I would try to listen to real like hardcore punk and I'd be like, oh, that doesn't sound good. They they can't even sing. And it's like, that's yeah. not, we don't understand it. That's not the point of that uh, type of music. Uh, so it was, it was like trying to be a part of a group like that, but n- not wanting to go all in, mm-hmm. you know, very much like, well, I like the safe side of this, but I'm fucking don't want to go to a show. Where I'm going to get spit at or pissed on, you know, I don't, I'm not into, into that shit. So, yeah. You know what I listened very to recently was I, I listened to POD for the first time Ooh. in like 20 years. And man, does the vocalist ruin every single song. <laughs> If they just got rid of the vocalist, uh, P.O.D. would be great. P.O.D. would fucking rule. 
But didn't then, they sing with like a Jamaican accent or something? <laughs> it's a bit like that. It is a little bit like that. And it's always like the most simple-minded lyrics. Yeah. It, it's really horrible shit. You know, I get why people were into it in 2000, but oh man. That's a very dark era of music, I think. At least mainstream, where, you know, new metal was huge. And he was trying to go head-to-head against very poppy pop. Uh, because looking... And, and I, I guess the funniest thing to me is that now that we're old, I guess, you know, we look back to those lyrics from 10 years ago and it's like, oh, fucking, that's... It's very cringe. But the people that were making that music at that time were our age now. So how at like 30, 30, over 30, you're writing these songs that say these things and you're like, yeah, this is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And listen to this fucking new cool song, you know, when, when now you, you can't even listen to it because it's just like, oh, oh, did I really, did I really say that when I was younger and I was singing along to this? That happened, that happens to me a lot because I didn't really speak English. So I would just not even know <laughs> what the song would be saying. And then later I'll be like, oh, hell, that's. Yeah, a lot of the lyrics are very, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? Uh, I wish she would take me back. Why is she sleeping with him and not me? It's all very, like, easily answerable questions that these musicians are asking. Because you have dreadlocks in your way. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just something that came to mind when I saw all the Elvis um, paraphernalia uh, uh, littered around her room. Yeah. Uh, is there does not seem to be a, an importance to Elvis quite like there used to be. But I don't know if that's not, you know, if you look at other mediums outside of music, writing, for example, we still look at Edgar Allan Poe the same way that people looked at Edgar Allan Poe in 1940 or mm. 1900. You know, there's still that icon legacy right. status where people revisit that, but people don't really revisit Elvis. I mean, by people, I mean young people. I mean, people in their 20s or teenagers don't go to that, and they don't really go to Michael Jackson either anymore. Yeah, I or at least you don't hear about it. I, Not that I'm friends with many young people, but uh, it doesn't really seem like the type of music either that would, you know, lend to that. Uh, it's very specific of its time. It has a, a very specific uh, quality of that day where... where it, everything's kind of rough mm. um and uh especially with what's trendy now in music it just doesn't it's like going back to like willie nelson you know it's like that type of thing where it's like very niche the type of people that will be into that type of stuff now mm. yeah i mean maybe it is a, a product of like there being a general mainstream pop culture dying because those guys were figures of that and yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's not to say that their, their music or their quality uh, is of a lower tier than what mm-hmm. it actually seems like. Because I think they certainly have some, like, very hard to argue against many of their, their songs being hits. But without that factor, with everything being so niche nowadays and it being a bunch of micro subcultures, maybe that's why. Maybe that's ultimately it. Because I could imagine somebody... Or many people going back to Willie Nelson more than I could imagine them going to Elvis. Elvis. But there's also uh, not that mainstream star that covers everything, I guess. Who, right. Like, who's 
maybe Kanye, maybe someone like Beyonce still has that thing. Yeah. But it, let's say like someone like Elvis here, I'm sure that uh, everyone loved Elvis, you know, in 1980, maybe. I'm, I'm guessing. Sure. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of the norm to see an Elvis sticker or Elvis posters or whatever. But now, uh, I feel like if if we see a movie um, that would show like a, how how uh, we've become more like you said niche when it comes to the music that you like and not so mainstream, not so huge. So it it would be more difficult to guess which posters you would put up on the wall for this character. Uh, depending on what you want to portray instead of just like, well, this is there because they're a huge star, you know? It would be more like, well, if they're a sad or or like a depressed character, then, I don't know, this... The Smiths. I'm showing my age right now, but the Smiths. Did you hear Morrissey just took out a Las Vegas residence? So he's going to be performing in Las Vegas, just like Wayne Newton back in the day. So that's the the status quo. I'm sure they're bitchy fans love that i love the idea of 80 year old women getting their poker chips and then going and sitting down at a show and it's more to the shirt off just doing the the breast move where it drops you know that's nice trying not to cry with this emotional emotional songs this this fat man is still trying to hold on yeah he's just vlogging himself with fake roses still at age 60 that's nice yeah let's say grandma and in her scooter to go see fucking uh what's his name? Damn. Anyway. I mean get get again, get money, I guess, good, but uh, <laughs> that's 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 what we were talking about, right? Like you get to a point where people don't listen to you as much as they did before, is so you have to take what you can get and next thing you know you have a theater in Maine, uh called uh I don't, I don't know, um a Green Days Theater Adventure. And uh, and then you talk about how uh, uh, what is it? I don't know. Uh, I like the idea that it's Green Day that has to go to Maine <laughs> to start there. I couldn't think of like what was the first big act that I could think of. I don't know. My, my, I yeah. think it's more like if you think about Owen Benjamin, for example, what did he do? He moved to some town with a thousand people in it and bought like a. Like a like an airplane hangar and did a, a very private show where people drove in from the states neighboring, and he just lives as a weird guy now. He lives as like an authoritative uh, figure in this small town nobody's heard of in like Missouri or somewhere, and is just oh. the biggest success in the history of that town. How does he make? Does he have like a subscription thing? Too? I have like, no clue how he makes money because I don't uh, think he's on YouTube anymore. And that would be the go-to, right? And uh, who's going to bitch shoot or... Uh, I mean, Odyssey is actually a pretty decent-looking alternative to, to YouTube. Bitch shoot is ugly as, ugly as hell. Um, but it's still hanging in there. Odyssey is probably like the best alternative I've seen thus far, aesthetically, anyway. But I don't know how a guy like that stays afloat. I mean, maybe he gets some residual checks on movies. Like, I think he was in Jack and Jill or one Adam Sandler film. But... For the most part, I, you know, he, he doesn't have this illustrious career that's going to keep him. He's not like Corey Feldman or Edward right. Furlong where he's going to get a check for $200 in the mail every so often. Uh, it's in Idaho. Uh, most forgettable state, perhaps. Uh, I'm on his website right now. It's... He Can we is... look at the website 
Maybe sure. we'll get covered by Owen Benjamin for speaking ill of him. Because that why not speaking? I'll speak speaking ill of him. him. Okay. I think I think he's fat. That's what I think. <laughs> I haven't seen him, what he looks like in like five years. But uh, this is his website. This is the most banned comedian. Um, uh, is he the most banned comedian? I mean, I guess in America right now, you could make the argument that he's at least one of. Because I still see Gavin McInnes clips on YouTube pretty YouTube, frequently. Yeah. There's like 50 different YouTube clips that I think he is paying people to set up to get his face back in there, which is very wise to do that now during Biden when no one gives a shit. Um, well, he's on TikTok. On TikTok. <laughs> they let him on TikTok? Yeah, I guess so. I need your help. Oh. This bike Yeah, well, he looks healthy. He looks, <laughs> he looks good. He looks like he's holding on. To the, the thing, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I've seen some clips of him that are just what Jesus, what's dude. going on? VK, he's on VK. How? That's a the, the Russian website, right? Russian Facebook parlor. Hey, right, I haven't even heard of that. No, My, it's always good gap. when you have like fifty different. <laughs> channels on platforms nobody uses or has ever heard of it's just so you don't miss any of your owen benjamin news you know subscribe star is that even a thing i mean nine thousand followers in odyssey that's pretty good right yeah rumble that's another one i completely forgot about all these youtube alternatives just they fall into the same bin and and are so forgettable unfortunately well look he's got he's got five He's got five views on a video for today. Five, no, so you're misreading. There's five rumbles. Oh, that's, is that that's no cute. views? I don't know. I have no idea. Five, now five, oh. five rumbles. <laughs> Look at what you did. You're helping him. Damn. Five Eight, rumbles. 18. 18 rumbles. Yeah. I wonder if we uh, could out-rumble <laughs> Owen Benjamin on there. 18 and up. Is this, oh, is this like an OnlyFans? Ugh. Well... All right, I th- this isn't about right. Owen yeah. Benjamin here. I think we're yeah, no, he's he's fine. Him and his yeah. bear, bears are fine. He's Ber- Bertonia. <laughs> <laughs> he's embarrassing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's 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 talk about this. Out of the third, blue, third act of Out of the Blue. Finally, we get to the yes. ending. So here's what happens. Here's how the movie resolves itself, and it feels a lot like. Dennis Hopper's like, this ending in the script fucking sucks, but I don't know how to end this movie. How do we put a close on this movie? Because her not being a punk or whatever is a very boring outcome here. All right, so we're going to have Dawn, and we're going to have Dawn's buddy, the two denim jacket bros, sitting at the table drinking while uh, the mom's shooting up heroin in the bathroom. (laughs) And they're just talking about, damn, I hope my daughter's not a dyke. I really hope my daughter's not a dyke. I have an idea. Why don't we go get my wife, who you might fuck later tonight? We'll just ask her, hey, do you want our daughter to be a dyke? And then she starts hysterically crying. I hope she's not a dyke. And then they come up with this brilliant scheme of having Dawn's best friend uh, molest the child so it doesn't uh, become a dyke. A lesbian, excuse me. Now I'm using outrageous vocabulary. Uh, a lesbian. 
Did you get any inclination that Linda Manns was a lesbian in this? I thought she was a lot like uh, Joe from the Facts of Life. Just a tough girl, you know, not necessarily into girls. Yeah, the girl from Super, right? Uh, Elliot Gould. No, what's his name? Elliot, Elliot Page. Page. <laughs> Elliot, Elliot, Elliot Page, the boy. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't think she was a lesbian at all. I think she was just like a conf- confused teenager. And especially in that scene when she's she's trying to dress punk, I guess, with a bunch of gel and like dark makeup on her on her lips and eyes. And that's when Danny Topper loses his shit because he thinks she's a lesbian. Uh, yes. And then it starts telling uh, the mom to dress her in girls' clothing because mm. then there's a truck there, and he's like, "Gotta get rid of this truck because that's tight shit." <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, he's wasted. By the way, here in a very convincing performance, he's completely just drunk. Yeah, doesn't he break the truck by accident or something? It like it, you know, he like the front of it falls off. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh it's a very believable performance from Dennis Hopper as an intoxicated middle-aged man. Now, she obviously does not want to sleep with this 55-year-old friend of her dad's, and that doesn't happen. Luckily, we're spared yeah. that that scene even if uh there is a coercing that occurs uh but doesn't pan out. And she's just like, I've had enough here. Um anyway, why don't I try and seduce my own father so I can kill him? Now, what was the the implication here was that something happened in the past, right? Something happened yeah. with the Don character with his daughter, and it it was some kind of touchy touchy dad thing. Yeah. So what does she do? She's hanging out, and she deliberately has her knees bent or whatever, where she's showing her underwear. She turns on a joint. Mm-hmm. And and uh, he says, uh, "Remember when he used to suck your thumb?" Yeah, he. Well, he kind of. Yeah, so she ignites some kind of memory in his head from a pedophilic experience that he uh, yeah. put her through, and then uh, you know she leans into that to try and get him into a. What did he kill a roach? Fucking roaches flying around, manic ass and cockroach. You just, I want to kill that with my hands. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Keep it as a pet. Just put it in. Get a that cup. Ju- just juice running down my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So there's this situation that unfolds that is extremely, like I said at the beginning of the show, extremely like Frank Booth and Blue Velvet. So Dennis Hopper borrowed that element of this character. We'll assume it's the character and not Dennis Hopper. We love to give the benefit of the doubt in art. Right? Yeah. We will assume that Lena Dunham's father is not this weird pussy-obsessed man, but just a normal man who enjoys drawing pussies. Yeah. So with this Dennis Hopper character, he kind of buries her face. He buries his face, rather, uh, close to her underwear and starts going, Mommy, Mommy. <laughs> very, very Frank Booth, and she pulls out. I think like a used pair of uh, panties or something. Scissors. Oh yeah, yeah. Puts them in his mouth. Yeah. Yes, which is also another Frank Booth move. And then pulls out a pair of scissors from behind the pillow and stabs him in the throat multiple times with it. Drains him out. Yeah. He dies. So all right, you have the lead character here, killing 
the, the very likable Don character who everybody was rooting for up until that point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the, what, five years? Yeah. Uh, very likable. <laughs> Classic Dennis Hopper protagonist. Dennis Hopper, the cowboy. Whenever yeah. I think of a cowboy, I think of this character in this film. Cowboy yeah. of Canada is what they should have called it. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I think of selfless, you know, nice characters that care for everyone but themselves, I think Dennis Hopper's performances. You know what I was thinking of? Do you know anything? All right, so this is not related at all, but it's kind of related to what we're talking about right now. This is some seedy stuff. Have you ever heard about Pipergate? No. We're not pulling up any videos on here, but there's a weird YouTube channel called Piper Binds, and it was someone saying they were a 10-year-old girl editing and trying out animations, and there are some very peculiar-looking 3D animations that um, also include Amanda Bynes from the Amanda Show. Uh, don't pull it up on your YouTube account uh, if you're going to check it. There's nothing. Um, there's nothing inappropriate that would get you arrested in the videos, but there's a weird, creepy, gross overtone of pedophilia in these. Yeah, and, and I don't want that to be recommended. Right? You know, that's that's, that's <laughs> what I mean. So yeah. you, if you want to see what I'm talking about with these awful uh, 3D animations, do it on a private browser so you don't get recommended weird videos of 10-year-old <laughs> girls being uh, chased after by clowns or zombies. Anyway, I've been watching so many of these true crime and YouTube mystery channels Me lately. <laughs> that's, that's the rabbit hole I'm in right now is like, oh, is this serial killer from 4chan real or is someone misappropriating crime scene photos what about the the game developer who created this strange murder video is it a doll or is it a grown woman <laughs> you know i've been watching a lot of that yeah, and yeah this yeah. Pipergate thing is a lot of british or irish people mm-hmm. the hosts oh yeah that a lot yeah <laughs> a lot of that uh, british or australian is, right. is are the top, top two I run into. So there's this Pipergate thing, and it's a person claiming to be 10 years old, and it seeps out in a whole bunch of other stuff. It's very peculiar. But um turned out to be a 64-year-old man who died last year, by the way. Registered sex offender. Used to say, oh, yeah, I know all the agents in Hollywood. Bring your kid over to my house. I'll film her audition tape, and I'll send it off to all those top agents. She'll be a star. And then he got arrested for that. Florida guy, of course. Uh, but there was a, there was a there was another guy who interacted a lot with this Piper Bynes character. And I think there's like a network of pedophiles that exist through YouTube and Twitter and, oh. and were distributing uh, child pornography, which is probably something I couldn't say in this video if we wanted monetization. <laughs> Fuck. How many people are clicking? How many people on YouTube are clicking out of the blue episode of movies anyway? This is Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You should just change the words. You know, change it for, uh, I, don't, I don't know. No, then we start using their code words, like CP. Or G- <laughs> oh, G- yeah, that's G- true. Yeah, yeah, never yeah. mind. Then we look you like we're too be- knowledgeable, you know? <laughs> yeah, we look like we're actually in it, sending code. Yeah, yeah. we're trying. Yeah, of- I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> so there was another guy who would uh, frequently interact with the Piper Bynes uh, moniker on Twitter who posed as a- two different girls. And this is fucking really horrible, really disturbing shit. The second account, because the first one got outed as a catfish because people just did a reverse image search and said, you're not so-and-so. This girl has her own Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) And he's like, 
posing as girl. Fine, you got me. I'm not that girl. I'm just a little self-conscious. New girl pops up with the real face. And this guy had his daughter posing as this character. So he put oh. out, a, a, he had her pose for a thing that said, hello, Twitter. It's me at such and such. And I'm friends with Piper Bynes, a 10-year-old girl who edits. And it turned out to be her father. And then you look into the father. I think his name, his name was William West. Um, he wrote a book on Amazon that feel that reminds me of the end of this movie. Uh, and it's like called sky, a child interrupted. I William think that West. is that, did you find the, the book? Sky, oh. sky, a child interrupted by William Dale West. Want to, want to pull up the, uh, the image to this book real quick. Now he says in the book, yeah. it's a memoir talking about one man's fight to bring his family back together. Because CPS, Child Protective Services, caught him. 4.17. I have a feeling that's a bunch of dummy accounts that are also William Dale West. <laughs> uh, he says in the book, or in the synopsis, I w- my daughter was taken away from me because I was driving a motor vehicle under the influence of painkillers after coming back from the dentist. Mm, I'm skeptical. That's why CPS took your daughter away. I think it might have something to do with Dennis Hopper's weird inclinations <laughs> toward the end of it. See, see what I mean here? It's very out of the blue, out of the sky, if you will. Yeah. A poignant mem- memoir of one man's desperate struggle to reunite his family. In actuality, it's just like a very nervous wife not wanting her daughter to be molested <laughs> anymore. Anyway, I'm not trying to... T- this is all... This is jokes. This is a joke show. William Dale West, if you're a litigious man. Uh, He's dead, isn't he? No, that guy's alive. Oh. William, the, William Whitaker, I think, was the uh, uh, Piper Bynes character. We're not making any definitive statements. It just sounds like you're a child molester who rapes your daughter. Uh, listen. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. This, is all, this is all fan fiction. This, uh, is, a, just, this is a scripted show. Hans, pull yeah. up your script real, real quick. Show it, show it <laughs> the audience that we scripted this out. It's just the fun and games. Yeah, it's just kidding. We're just kidding. Yeah. You know, so, just kidding. Anyway, it, listen, if you're, if, if, you know, I don't want to make any declarative statements, but if you're one of those, if you're a lot like the Dawn character in this movie, you know, you probably shouldn't be. I don't really want you listening to this show. I don't think Hans really wants you listening to this show anyway. Why don't we just go our separate ways? Let's just have an amicable, amicable breakup between that section of the audience, which is probably like 30% of the audience. And oh, the, re- the rest, <laughs> the rest of the audience. Why so big? <laughs> Why would it be I don't know. There's a lot of listen. There's a lot of 38 year old dads that listen that tune into this show and hang out on Twitter and follow us. I'm sure some of them are up to no good. Nice. Uh, join our Patreon. <laughs> now join uh, yeah, our Patreon.com. Surfshark <laughs> VPN. You know, William Dale West probably something in you, fucking creep. At least <laughs> throw us five bucks in the Patreon. <laughs> Alternatively, you know, if you are using the internet in inappropriate ways, Surfshark VPN is probably something that you could benefit from. Now, hopefully it's nothing like, hopefully it's more like you want to buy a drug. You know, that's, that's a little more wholesome than other stuff. Yeah. But if you want to go, regardless of whoever you are, I'm not saying if you use Surfshark VPN, you're a pedophile necessarily. But you might be you might be doing something you don't want to be doing on the regular web. I don't know. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 why don't you go to the coupon code? Listen, how about how about uh, you just want to watch the British Office and it's not on Netflix anymore? So you that's a good idea. You go, <laughs> you go and whatever the link is that you were about to say. Surfshark.deal/slash/lowres is how you yeah. can use Japanese Netflix, Australian go. Netflix, yeah. or UK Netflix. Yeah, you can watch Nigerian Netflix, and it's a lot of very dramatic dramas and family dramas from from Nigeria. It's very yes. good. They do have what was it? Uh, Nigerian, all in the family. Nigerian Careful. different. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a great episode yeah. for any monetization, really. Um, so, Out of the Blue is a great movie. Signed, yes. directed, it, written by Dan Sovereign. But hold on, we got we got to his death. So he gets yeah. he gets his you know, he gets what he deserves. Just like William Dale West will hopefully get someday. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a knife, sorry, the, the scissors to scissors. his throat. Starts bleeding out and kind of just quickly gives up on life once that you know, he doesn't really grab his well, throat he's that wasted. much. He just, yeah, I guess. He's wasted, right? Uh well, it's not the same then, night, but it's a safe assumption with this character that he's just constantly wasted, right? So, and then, then she, she pierces her cheek with a safety clip, pin, right? Oh yeah, safety pin. Yeah. yeah, remember the safety pins on Twitter that reminded people you were a safe space for? Uh, I was going to use an inappropriate word for minorities. <laughs> oh, I wish we, I wish I knew which word you were going to use. Uh, no, I don't think I was on Twitter when that happened. Oh, or, I think you were. I think I think so. I mean, I don't even know. Clips? Yes, when I was when I was the shooting Uncle space? Rich, the uh, short film Uncle Rich was the first thing I released on YouTube. And in that, I had a fake uh, Twitter account guy who is Uncle Rich's nephew or something. I don't know. It was mm. a couple of years now, and I remember the safety pins were were your safe space. Don't worry, Mexicans and Muslims and uh, I guess black people, even though he didn't say anything about black people, where your safety zone, where the white people you can trust. And they would put a safety, safety pin, pin in their username. Yeah, no, I don't remember that at all. It's very, very sad, very pathetic. There's so much that's lost because it was just a new thing each week. That's the thing. That was one of the kickoffs to the Trump presidency is the mm. safety safety pins. So uh, she does pierce her cheek with that, and uh, on the 4K restoration, you can see that her cheek's getting very annoyed with that prop yeah. being latched to her face. It's getting redder and redder throughout the scene. And then the redness goes away, and then it comes right back, which indicates an earlier take. So she then, yes, there we go. Perfect. Nice beret. You know, that's very <laughs> punk is a beret. Oh, sorry, yeah. that's more like a leather daddy hat, right? Because it's off to the side. It's just huge, yeah. It's just huge on her. It looks like a Rasta hat that was painted black. Mm-hmm. And she takes her mother out to the truck. Now, at, at an earlier point in the film, Don seizes some dynamite from his work site. Now, is the implication there that it's just there? Or is it that the uh, the dad she, who was pissed off at him maybe planted it? Or, or what? what? What is the story with this dynamite? Because well, I she, can't recall. She took it, I think, because she takes her mom there and then... Yes, and plants it, lights the fuse... Light a cigarette and then lights the fuse with a cigarette. And then they blow up in a very contained way. I would say. Yeah, I mean, the dynamite. Yeah, the dynamite's not that. That that seemed realistic enough to me, uh, the explosion. Because they actually did 
blow up that truck, that piece of yeah. shit truck. Um, but she does you can make tell sure they're the not sites... inside too. <laughs> yes, you can tell it's completely empty. But it looks yeah, very actually... empty once it's on fire. Yeah. Of course, you didn't even bother yeah. to buy some dummies yeah, is... and ship them to Vancouver. No. Or shoot it from a different angle so you don't see that there's no one in there. No one behind the scenes. They're just crumpled up in a ball like the Sims, you know, when someone Already, passes away yeah. and wets themselves. Uh, so the mother heroin addict and uh, the Linda Mann's character, she cites Sid Vicious as her influence here, saying, oh, he at least knew to take his loved ones with him before killing himself. Uh, ends on that note. Roll credits. Roll Neil Young for the fourth time. Same song fourth time i which not a bad song i it gets a little repetitive here uh yeah. that's the end of the movie yeah it's uh it's quality just like everything we've seen from from Dennis hopper it's very um raw even though uh it's kind of cartoony at times uh it's one of those movies that have that texture from the time mm-hmm uh, that still holds up for whatever reason, which you don't can't really say about more recent movies. Uh, sometimes you can't even go back maybe 15, 20 years because it already feels like dated or, or like it doesn't hold up. And, and this one works really well. Uh, the girl is really good at playing the character, even though I didn't really like the ending. And I feel like that was more... Tacked on. It felt very tacked yeah. on. Like, we just need a way to end this movie that feels satisfying in any way. And what's more satisfying than watching everybody... You got to know die. Actually, the only yeah, guy who gets out of it is Dennis Hopper's buddy. It's a, yeah, yeah, the friend, the the yeah, the guy that was cooking. Uh, but um, I I don't know. It it, it felt to me that um, you don't really see characters like this or or character studies like this anymore. Um, or at least that don't go as as far as something like this does. Um that would be brave enough to, to kill all of the characters. But also uh, when, when you said that tacked on thing, what it made me think of too, was that it also feels like they ran out of footage too, because she does so many different things that aren't really connected at all. And just to show that she's like a, a street kid at times that uh, like you said, they probably were like, I don't know how to fucking end this thing. And we ran out of everything else. So let's just tack in this, this ending. Uh, but Besides that ending, I, I really enjoyed it, and it felt even though it feels like a movie from a different era. Um, there's really nothing that is slow or like nothing that drags the movie. There's a, there's a lot of very um, uh, long uh, takes, but that's I, I feel like that's mostly to help the actress bring more of her character uh, uh, in those elements where she's you know not doing much or talking to many people but just like seeing her interact in, in those different environments that she's completely um ignorant of or or uh, an outsider in this world mm-hmm. uh, but it's 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 really good i i i quite enjoyed it um uh, something yeah. regarding uh, those long takes that i i noticed with this film in particular is he likes to linger on the scenery for mm-hmm. Uh, longer amounts of time to kind of uh, give like a natural richness to whatever environment these characters are, are are existing in. And you saw that a lot with the dump. You saw that with the restaurant and, um, you know, essentially anywhere you follow this character, you have like a good idea of the geography of wherever it is. And it's a lot of uh, like painting-esque, um, uh, you know, backdrops and, and sunsets and sceneries. And it looks great in 4K in this remastered version. 
it is a uh, total upgrade from whatever was available before. Uh, it might be it might be my favorite Dennis Hopper film, but I'd really have to think about that because I think Easy Rider's a masterwork. But right. this might just be the most enjoyable overall. You mean the, from the ones he directed? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like it better than Easy Rider, to be honest. I don't think I've seen any of the other movies. Chasers, Hot so Spot. The Hot Spot movie. is kind of is uh, it's it's not bad. It's just very standard. That was Don Johnson, I think, in the night. The one I'm really curious to check out is a movie called Catch Fire, which uh, got a you know there's a version of it that got the Alan Smithy credit, mm-hmm. which is apparently terrible. I guess he was being kind of inappropriate on the set with Jodie Foster at this no. time. Hands? Yeah, well... What? <laughs> I don't know what happened. There was apparently a shower sequence where he was acting up like directors are known <laughs> to do from time to time. Not me. I didn't, I never act up. Right. I just... I just act. Yeah. I'm s- <laughs> I was going to say exactly <laughs> that, but I was like, no, that's me. <laughs> I was like, no. I already have one of those today. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh... And I, I pulled up the cast list to that. You have Joe Pesci. You've got Vincent Price, Dennis Hopper, Jodie Foster, oh. Dean Stockwell, uh, the guy who plays Pauly on The Sopranos, Tony Cicero. You've got Bob Dylan, Charlie Sheen, and Catherine Keener. So that is an A-list lineup. I know nothing else about this movie, except it was played with troubles, big-time production problems. Uh, there's a director's cut of it. So I would like to check this out at some point. I have no idea if it's worth anything at all. Um, but I think that could be uh, an interesting, interesting viewing. Also written by Alex Cox of uh, Repo Man and uh, Sid and Nancy. We brought up Sid Vicious because oh, okay. he comes up here. So that, mm. that that's an interesting uh, touch. He also wrote uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas before falling off completely and doing shit like Repo Girl. Um, now you originally wanted to do uh, an episode on colors to go with this movie I just thought of uh, two movies from him that I haven't seen but I'm I'm not familiar with colors either other than uh, it stars what Sean Penn and uh, Robert Duvall Robert Duvall yeah and that's kind of about how the police were getting by with you know obviously uh, all the racial tension in Los Angeles in the late 80s, early 90s, and that being a, a big-time problem. And it's a very woke, woke movie. As in, you start to understand with this movie uh, how Dennis Hopper could be a Republican later in life. It's got that kind of bend to it. Well, you, you did say that it was kind of not great, right? It's it's not It's not his best movie. It's his most... That I've seen anyway, his most commercial movie for sure. Okay. Like the Hot Spot, at least had some really good uh, cinematography and photography in general to it. Just like you could tell, whoever was shooting it had a good eye. Um, that I think is a Dennis Hopper hallmark with many of his films. And Colors doesn't really have that. It felt just more like a studio picture, very generic studio picture uh, yeah. that is trying That's- to make a greater commentary on, on the landscape of things socially. That's weird to think about a 
commercial Dennis Hopper movie. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I feel like his chaotic personality and his, uh, at least at this uh, time, uh, comes through the screen. So I can't imagine what a sanitized Dennis Hopper movie would look like or be like even. So that would be interesting, I guess, just for that reason, even though I don't know if I would expect the same amount of quality. Well, that was his ticket back into the industry after he had done Blue Velvet. And, well, River, I mean, River's Edge is not. Oh, you got another one. Got him. <laughs> River's Edge was not a Hollywood picture. That was a, a small independent film. Blue Velvet was really the big comeback for Dennis Hopper. He does Colors uh, right after that in 1988. And it was like, all right, well, I got to take whatever I can get. If they're offering mm. me a directing position on a movie let's do it and it's a cop out yeah 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 <laughs> right uh r.i.p again bruce willis so yeah. that uh, yeah he had nothing to do with the screenplay was never a passion project very uh director for hire kind of gig and i guess it was a hit i mean it, it earned four times its box office, almost five times. There's a director's cut of it. I have not seen that, so I, I'm not making any comments on that version of the film. Um, oh, here's a little fun little piece of trivia about the movie. Sean Penn was arrested for punching an extra on the set of the film. So he was sent to prison for 33 days as a result of that. Classic Sean Penn. Classic uh, Spicoli. Yeah. I watched that recently, by the way. That, that movie was funny never seen it before yeah fast times at richmond high is definitely one of the uh, uh you know highlights of, of teen cinema that i think holds up the best uh maybe mm. because it is more adult than many of those other films like uh oh god uh, pretty in pink weird science pretty in pink well right. i haven't seen pretty in pink I, I won't make a comment on that but i'm sure you've never seen that i uh not not in a long time not in like 20 years mm. uh the chinese kid is problematic um <laughs> the portrayal of that chinese voice a little problematic for uh 2022 standards uh but that's because uh we're planning an episode on on that theme right with a with brendan the beloved guest yeah the beloved brendan the we should just call beloved him beloved Portuguese. brendan from now whenever he's addressed just <laughs> in a tweet verbally on a dm yeah. just beloved brendan comma like like brendan. one of those indian emails scam emails uh, uh, yeah, hello yeah, yeah. beloved <laughs> hello dear yeah it's always some so, fucking fr freak from indonesia trying to hack your account i got that recently <laughs> someone sent me a link on and i um you know someone sent me a link on instagram i'm glad i've been watching a lot of these videos about <laughs> how to hack people's things and do all that i learned how to do all that by the way i figured out how you can access someone's browser and hijack their webcam i not that i'm going to do any of that but it's good oh, to wow. know how so, it works right so yourself. if you so if you get a dm from loras you just know that don't click on any links if you see a <laughs> don't what is it short url mini url yeah small yeah URL, tiny if URL. it's if it's asking for emergency money on gift cards uh don't do it uh, yes. <laughs> i'm gonna start funny. sending out hello dear instagram DMs. <laughs> Followed by a long, sad story and then a link. Um, but I got Please, one of these. I need recently. you to go. Yeah. Someone sent me a link that said, they, look, they stole your shit. And it was like a Shopify link with my 
name at the end of it. And I was like, uh-huh. uh-uh, no. not, not happen. Weirdo. What is this carpentry company that follows me? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Uh, John's landscaping. Yeah. I'm sure that's <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of, uh, I love watching those videos where where the um, like the IT guys I don't even know what you would call them uh, get the uh, Indians that are trying to scam uh, upset because they fuck up their entire plan uh, what they're trying to do those are pretty funny uh, but yeah it's uh, it's the, what you least expect I honestly um, one of my older um, Instagram accounts got got uh, hacked by something Russian. Remember a couple yes, of years I ago, do. and it's, it's still, still there. there. They didn't it's do anything there. with it, but nothing. It, they just changed the name and and the uh, email to something dot ru, uh, and I don't even know what the fuck I clicked or what like how they even got into it. But uh, yeah, be careful what you click. You don't want some some uh, Sri Lankan guy trying to get your you know your information. Then just they don't even do anything with it. That's the that's the thing. Like. You're not even profiting off it. I just lost those pictures and that access to that account, you piece of shit. Didn't you say once upon a time you got an email that was one of those we saw you were looking at porn? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, here, here's, what, here's what's probably happening with you, and you should probably change the password to all your shit. Oh, no, but that was like five years ago. That was a long time ago. Like that, I but did that was it around at the same time. time as the Instagram account getting hacked, right? The Yeah, that... that uh, we have a video of you masturbating or doing sure do. something I'll like that it. on the camera. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, all right. Send us $5,000 on Bitcoin. It's like, oh, yeah, all right, sure. Sounds yeah. reasonable. All right, uh-huh. I guess I could do that. Thanks for letting me know. Can hey, we delete looking that? Up. Anyway, but yeah. how, how, that, how that works is, um, you know, are you familiar with like Payspin or anything like that uh, where it's just like an anonymous text site? Um, people who hack these accounts will put the username and password up and then that's who gets the emails. So what, what likely happened mm-hmm. is so you, you somehow came up on that due to a data breach, which is pretty common with Facebook or, or any yeah. of these companies. It happens once every couple of years. Um, and they probably figured out how to get into your Instagram. There was enough overlap maybe. And right. then that's also why you got an email because they knew that they could shake you down. Well, I also get a lot of, it's my email from like 20 years ago. So I, I also get oh, yeah. a lot of insurance shit and a lot of like, Hey, save whatever policy or whatever. And I was like, I'm not even leaving the States. Like that's not even, <laughs> you're not even trying hard enough. It's not even in Spanish, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, did you see this chasers movie that has a poster with somebody who looks resoundingly? Oh wait, that is Tom Berenger. Excuse me. Never mind. I thought that was a Tom Berenger knockoff. It stars Tom Berenger and Gary Busey. This was Dennis Hopper's final film from 1994. It's about a pair of United States Navy shore patrollers who must escort a beautiful prisoner and the troubles they encounter. It's very the last detail, but with a hot blonde in the middle. Was Erica Eleniak? Some nobody. Some model. I guarantee it. Yep. (laughs) Playmate, Baywatch star. Yeah, she was in The Blob. Crispin Glover is also in this movie. She was in that uh, blonde girl with big tits look from that around that time. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Dean Stockwell and Seymour Cassell are also in, that's a pretty good cast. This yeah. poster is horrible. This poster makes it look like a porn parody of yeah. Let me pull it up. Of like I have so I don't even know. It it looks horrible. Seymour butts. Couldn't think of any. So yeah. There we go. Chasers. He was supposed to be a routine prisoner transfer, but this was no ordinary prisoner. Ugh. Yeah, that, uh, see, that that's what it was talking about, like how it feels weird that that would be a Dennis Hopper movie. Right, you know? yeah. So he gets he gets more corporate. He wants to live comfortably, yeah. and he winds up taking that turn. That's also why he becomes the villain in a number of films like Speed and Mario Brothers, and that that's just who he is in the 90s, is he's the villain in that movie. That's fine for him. And he he's does really, yeah. live a comfortable life until he gets, I think he got like, throat cancer or something that took a pretty pretty rough turn on him so uh yeah also this was a huge bomb 15 million dollar budget 1.6 million box office that was the last film that's the real last movie that's another good late night talk show host joke yeah i didn't want to give you anything (laughs) (laughs) uh oh dan gilroy wrote the script to this. You know what Dan Gilroy is known for is um, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, Velvet Buzzsaw, and Roman J. Israel Esquire. Oh. He directed those three movies. I know the first one. The second one you said it was shitty, right? Uh, I have... You know what? I, I saw a cam copy of Roman J. Israel Esquire. I can't really... No, the other one. Oh, Velvet Buzzsaw? Yeah. No, I kind of enjoyed that. I I Is thought it was like a Matt, good throwback Matt to. Nicholson? No, 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 no. That was with Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo. Oh, is that where he plays like a weirdo with the weird haircut? So I think this movie is covertly about Dan Gilroy, who I was <laughs> under the impression was a gay man until it was revealed to me that he's married to Rene Russo, and I think okay. it was one of those situations where it's just like an old Hollywood old gay guy marries a much older actress because he doesn't want to ever come out. Mm-hmm. But maybe he actually yeah. like likes her, even if his dick can't get hard for her. Yeah, he doesn't want to have sex with her, so he's just, he's just older. So she's Yeah. And, and, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've known each other long. And this movie, Velvet Buzzsaw, is about... Jake Gyllenhaal's like a gay art critic guy, very flamboyant, and he gradually becomes not gay and falls in love with Rene Russo. And... That's just, <laughs> and it's also, you know, there's murders and stuff that happen, but his character yeah. goes through a transformation where he's gay and then suddenly not really and gay. And he's with he a woman. Shock, shock treatment and then turns straight. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be a much better film. Damn. You gotta, you gotta close your windows. Yeah. Fuck. That's number four. Do you have like a, a puddle of honey on the floor or something? <laughs> honey? <laughs> you don't feel mosquitoes at all. <laughs> You don't deal with that shit up there. It's too cold. Yeah. Yeah. Were you just eating uh, some sugar and water and spilling that all over the the floor? Yeah. That's the well-known method of attracting mosquitoes with (laughs) (laughs) sugar and water. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, you know, he also wrote Real Steel and Kong Skull Island. Now, my guess is that he was just hired to polish those up and they fucking ruined it anyway. Yeah. Is that his last movie? Uh, I think so. That's the, that's the one with his... Oh, no, no. Velvet Buzzsaw is technically the most most recent. So. Oh. Oh. 
All right. Well, so very promising. <laughs> no. No, I mean, honestly, I thought he was a much better director and writer than maybe he is. Cause this is not a great lineup here, but yeah. I don't know that that's out of the blue. Do we have any closing comments on out of the blue? I thought you kind of summarized your, your thoughts on it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think it's wild that a movie starts with a, a drunk man, um, barreling into a bus full of children and then it ends with suicide it's pretty cool i didn't really see that murder suicide double murder, murder suicide. suicide yeah committed by a child no less yeah yes yeah uh it is it is a very uh overlooked film nowadays i think it will be much less so now that that restoration is released onto blu-ray people will be checking this movie out and there was already a little bit of talk about it being one of the better films of the 80s prior to that, but it had kind of been lost to time, similar in a way to the uh, the, the frequently mentioned "Looking for Mr. Goodbar," where it's just like it has not gotten a restoration. It would be talked about a lot more if that was the case. I see that being uh, similar in the instance of yeah. "Out of the Blue." All right, that's been the show for this week. Patreon.com/slash/Lars. We need you guys to sign up, watch these video episodes. Uh, we are going to be doing. More films. More, I mean, I think we got to up the amount of episodes we do per month. But we'll have that conversation off cam, sure. uh, or rather off 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 mic. That's been movies for this week. Thank you. H word name on Twitter. Don't don't hack Hans's account or send him any weird <laughs> links because he's very susceptible to that. As we covered, H word name. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> I don't pay attention and click on things. <laughs> you know, a simple "Hey, look at this" would probably suffice much more than a long story about some Nigerian yeah. prince. But it, it is what it is. Anyway, that's been, again, that's been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.